Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, June 6, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. I am TJ Walker, and I'm back after two days off. Weekend getaway. Roush and Scoots held down the fort Friday and yesterday. And I'm appreciative, but also happy to be back. Miss talking to these fellows about sports and other nonsense on the radio. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. Uh, up and at him this morning, ready to rock and roll. Uh, excited to have you back. Was um, was Houston as mild and wonderful at this time of the year as I expect it to be? It was very hot, very hot uh, every day. Very hot. Very very hot. Texas is hot. I don't. I don't care what people say. It's hot. I've only been to Houston once, and um, it was to go to College Station. Um, but I just remember that like half of the hour and a half drive was just getting out of Houston. It's a very big place, fifth largest city in America, I believe. Texas. Uh, we'll get into more of the trip, I suppose. But Texas is is fraudulent. It's just yeah, not not not, not for me. Like Suck it, Texas. We had we had a really nice time, and it was it was great getting to see the wife's family, and we don't get to see a lot of those people a ton, and and it was fun, and they a lot of them met Lucy for the first time, and and that was nice. But like when just a normal drive is anywhere from thirty to forty five minutes, that's fraudulent. Like that's that's just not a place that that that's just not like overly realistic. And it was pretty much every drive we made was just like. Yeah, we'll put in the GPS. What is? It? Oh, it's 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 thirty five minutes. And like the people from Kentucky, would be like, "Oh man, that's a hike." And they'd be like, "Oh no, that's not bad at all. That's 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 pretty normal." I was like, "Well, that that is dumb. Like that's dumb. That's dumb if that's pretty normal." Have you ever like driven thirty five minutes with a toddler? It's usually goes well. Like Lucy's a pretty good baby, I'd like to think, but. Doesn't always. So when you've got to do like 35 there, 35 back, 45 there, 45 back, it adds up. And then as always, 
I can't ever fly anywhere without having some sort of flight issues or delays. And we had some major delays yesterday. Just our luck, like literally we're about to board in 25 minutes and this horrible storm rolls through Houston and they come over the loudspeaker and they're like, we had to pull all of our crews off the runway. They're all back inside and they're going to stay inside until the storm passes. So there's probably going to be some delays. And it's like, all right, well, that's understandable. You can't have people getting out, being out there struck by lightning. Well, our plane never even was able to make it into Houston. It had to be diverted to San Antonio. So, like, we got a delay, and it was like, oh, like, Hannah and I almost, like, laughed. We weren't happy about it. But, like, we almost laughed because, like, of course, we always have delays. We were always going to mm-hmm. have issues with our flight. But we'd, like, refresh our phone, and it was just, consistently a two-hour delay like it'd never not be two hours from where we were because the plane from san antonio like wasn't flying it was just in san antonio so uh, and that's like a 45 minute flight from san antonio to houston and delays are annoying for everybody but like i did have probably a slightly minor freak out because we had to be out of our airbnb around 10 10 30 and then so like we were like all right this can be pretty tough for a nap time for lucy she's a one she's a one nap time a girl a day so and she all and it's almost just she's we have like a very strict sleep schedule and it's great because when it's time to sleep she sleeps so we're like all right we're gonna have to really skip this nap time i'm a little bit worried about this and then not only that but now and she did. I think You're she stuck. fell asleep in, in the car to the airport for about 20 minutes. That was her quote unquote nap time. And now we're just stuck at the airport and she's, you know, she's got to be laid most of the time, lay down and get comfy. So she didn't go to sleep last night till very, very late. Um, so that was really the only reason I was like a little panicked was because what are we going to do with the baby? She's probably not going to sleep. And we're going to be on this two-hour flight with a kid just going absolutely nuts because she's grumpy because she's not tired. She handled it well. The last 30 minutes of the flight were probably not the most fun for the people around us. But we got home safely. And at the end of the day, that was that was most important. We had a good time. And uh, we were stuck in – I think I've only flown into Houston once, and it was for a connecting flight. So I'd never actually been to Houston. But we flew into Bush getting there. And we flew out of Hobby, and Hobby is night and day better. Hobby is one of the nicest airports. Like we were lucky if we were going to have long delays and be stuck somewhere for like eight hours or however long we were there. It was Hobby. They had two different playgrounds for kids, indoor play places. Oh wow! Like I don't know if I've ever been to that's an airport cool. that's had one, but then again, I've only had a kid for twenty months, so it's not like I've been going and seeking out the play places. They had a really good like a range of food options they had a video game lounge like for gamers it was like even called like the game zone or something and like all these lazy boys where you could like play playstations and xboxes and desktop computers and stuff like that we didn't go in there but i was like that's pretty sweet if i was stuck here i would do that they had lazy boys all over the place which was pretty awesome so shout out to to hobby airport in houston that was that was a pleasant surprise. The only downside to uh, the Hobby Lobby is it's closed on Sundays. So good thing your flight was on Monday. hey how, how are you, buddy? I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm all right. I, I So I, me and Roush were talking about NBA games yesterday, and I was telling Roush how I can't stay up 
for the end of an NBA game have yet to do so this postseason. And then last night I go to bed at 10.30 with no NBA on. No, I wasn't watching hockey or anything. I just, for whatever reason, go to bed at 10.30. So that was slightly annoying because now I'm tired here today. But that's okay. I'll, I'll make it through. It's going to be all right. But how are you? Uh, I was going to ask you. Did you stay up and yeah. just watch that 7 nothing hockey game? Is no, I, I never. You just... No, I never did turn it on. I don't even. I don't even. What was I watching last night? Uh, were you just maybe depressed as an Indiana fan? That's no, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. I did. I did have. A, I think I did have a couple beers after the game. That's probably what did it. Oh, I'm also very tired, Scooch. So you're in good company Woo-hoo! on on the tired train. Yeah, that was that was a nice thing about the the vacation was the being able to watch the NBA games guilt free or not really having to worry. Although I slept horribly. This place we stayed was pretty cool, but like it quite literally, actually. When the air was on, we had the coldest room, I think, in America. Like we were like legitimately concerned about the baby because we were like, if we're freezing cold, how could the baby, you know, how how is the baby doing? But the second the air like met its degree, you say the thermostat was set at like 70. Once it got to 70 and shut off, our room I don't know if we were sleeping in an attic or what, but it would just become so stuffy and hot that like you couldn't be under a single blanket. And then once it got up to like 71 or 72, the AC would kick back on and not, you know, not specifically in that room, but wherever the, wherever the thermostat was registering the temperature in the house was not the same temperature we were feeling in the room. It had, we had like jet engine blowers in our room coming out of the vents blowing the cold air and then once those kicked off it would instantly just you'd snap your fingers and get super hot so uh, i slept very 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 badly but boy last night getting back to the own bed just nothing like it getting back to your routine of pillows uh oh yeah proudly uh, slept through the night the um we refreshed the sheets this weekend. Just gave them a nice clean, and that 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 hits different too. It's very similar. It's like, is this the same bed? It's like it really maybe is. I should, maybe I should just clean my sheets more often and not be a lazy bump. Yeah, but, we try to. We we definitely don't try to let them go more than two weeks. Although I, I would imagine there's probably been a time we've bled over two weeks. But agree with you, new sheets always. Always really nice. But yeah, so like Sunday night, that was some people Monday. That's a that's that's also another thing is that we we flew out I think what I don't even know what time our flight our flight was leaving three fifty Houston time so four fifty back home um, and it, I think it was like one of the only direct flights we could get so we were thinking with the baby a direct flight the smartest thing to do but I'm also very much like planes in the morning you got to fly out in the morning just in case there are delays then like you at least know you're probably going to get home that day but. We, you know, I went up and I was talking with some of the like gate attendants yesterday, and they were saying they were like, "Yeah, if the plane from San Antonio can't get here, you all, you may not go home." Like, I, I think we'd be, I think they'd be able to find another plane because Hobby's kind of a Southwest hub, and we were flying Southwest, so it was a nice place to be. But they were like, "Yeah, if the plane doesn't get here, there's a chance that you all will have to stay the night and fly out in the morning." So moving forward, I'm going to be very much like flights got to be early, but Sunday night, er their families were kind of saying their goodbyes and again they all live all over the country so they don't see each other all that often but the nba game was coming down to like the nitty-gritty and so like i'm in like the middle of like doing hugs 
and then I'm like, oh, there's two minutes left. Like, uh, the, the Nuggets have come back. This is kind of exciting. And, like, even the final possession, I was like, um, for anybody that cares, NBA Finals game coming down to this. And Jamal Murray's three just barely misses. I thought it was good. He was he was on yeah, fire. Bam yeah. was on fire. I know you all talked about it a little bit yesterday. But uh, that was a really, really fun game. And we may have a series on our hands. I still think the Nuggets are going to. We're going to win, but we may have a series on our hands. So that was nice getting to watch that. And got to at least watch or listen to all the Batcats. There was a couple innings I had to miss here or there. Weirdly enough, this was really cool. On Saturday, we went to the Tiger Woods Pop Stroke. It's like the putt-putt course. It's like the top golf, but for putting. Huh. Have you heard of that? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Is that what they're building uh, by top golf? No, so Louisville probably won't have one until about 2055, Scoots. Um, What's the, the one Louisville's getting? The, Putt Shack? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you. Well, no. What? Yeah, they're they're building a putt putt by Top Golf. I don't know if it's open Correct. yet or not, but Scoots is wondering if that's affiliated. I th- yeah, I thought that one's called like Putt Shack. Now gotcha. that I think about it. Um, yeah, not af- not affiliated, but they they are doing a putt putt thing by Top Golf. Well, that'll be indoors, I believe. Um, Correct. This one was outdoors, which Houston. Not sure if I brought it up yet. Hot. No, I know. I'm kidding. I did. Um, but it was really that was really really cool. Of course, again, a 45 minute drive to get there. But it was a that was a pretty sweet setup there, and I was able to like kind of be able to listen to the UK IU game at least enough to keep up with what was going on, and it was kind of bad like we were getting in the car i was connecting the audio to the bluetooth to be able to turn the game on for the 45 minute drive home and i missed i missed the the home run that put iu ahead like just during that connection and then by the time i got connected it was at the break and it wasn't until they came back at the top of the inning that they were like iu shocks this crowd takes the lead i was like what the hell happened what did i miss how did iu take the lead sure enough they get the win kentucky goes down to the losers bracket but that, that pop stroke was pretty sweet. I was three under on the putt-putt. Um, we played the the red course. They have a red and a black course. The red's the tougher one. But it, it's Ooh. a really cool concept. It was like 20 bucks. You could putt-putt all day. We only went around once because, again, it was so hot. We also had a 20-month-year-old with us. 20-month-year-old. 20-month-old with us. And uh, But that was cool. That was a, but that is, was, it, is it like putt-putt or is it real gr- – like, my, my question – what we expect of putt putt or is this one of those things that's like um it's like real grass and they have sand traps and that sort of thing it's more more golf like it was turf grass but it was more golf like like they don't have like a windmill or a a clown's mouth that you have to hit the ball through okay it it, but it's yeah it's just putt putt it does have little fake bunkers but the bunkers are turf too so you can just hit out of them but they're usually like very each hole was very hilly yeah um but it was fun there's a few hole in ones the the wife played really well on on the putt putt that was fun to see but it was cool and the restaurant there was really really good their tv setup was awesome they have like a bar out in the middle of the course because they like to make money and they know people are gonna be out there wanting to have a beer they had cup holders at each hole so like you put your that place to just set your drink and be able to to hit and they had an ice cream shop there as well. It was cool. It was a sweet setup. I've never been to one. Uh, I think I'll try to make it a point to go if I'm ever in a place that has it moving forward. I think right now though they're just all in the south. Florida has several. 
Houston has one. I think they have one out in Arizona. Um, but somebody should ask the the residents of Hurstbourne if we can put one in Louisville and see what they think about that because it was pretty neat. Too bright, too bright, I, TJ. I enjoyed the. <laughs> I enjoyed going to Top Golf, and uh, some of my friends are like, "So where's this neighborhood that people were talking about? Like, we can't, we can't see it anywhere. I don't, uh, is it is it really? How, how are they going to be bad? We can't even see them from this place." Yeah, that was the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, I I forget some maybe it was the Courier, but somebody had an article. Maybe it was Business First or Business Insider or whatever, just talking about how like Oxmoor has just started to thrive again, and like all yeah. these businesses are coming to Oxmoor. It's finally and back. It's just like yes, everybody with half a brain knew that this could be the 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 byproduct of adding something appealing that people yeah. like across town. But yeah, we malls, malls are like, no longer retail dominated. They're like event and entertainment dominated so you need big stuff like that you need a movie theater and even something better than a movie theater a top golf but we let a group of 15 old folks <laughs> dictate the city of louisville's progress for several years i mean that was a like i think 2016 is when they first announced it and it didn't open until what last year so yeah, that was absolutely yeah. ridiculous if you don't know the top golf story saga here in the city of louisville but uh but yeah, I'm happy to be home, and unfortunately, have like an incredibly busy week of work. It would have been nice. The wife took off today; just such a veteran move to take yeah, off today, yeah. getting back. Um, so she will get to sleep in. The baby's going to sleep in, and uh, but it is very, very nice to be home. Nice to be doing a little Kentucky roll call in the morning. I was able to listen to you all do the first hour yesterday. Roush, you seem so sleepy, so sleepy. Yeah, well, it happens. You spend, Monday morning. Uh, it was Monday morning, and I spent Sunday, you know, out in the sun at the mm -hmm. pool and at the football camp. And he so, stayed yeah, up for the know. NBA game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, makes I, I, no, it checks out. It's, I'm sleepy on Monday mornings. <laughs> well, and also, like, Scoots, I have maybe potentially four or five more basketball games to watch the rest of the year. Although, True. I'm, I am excited that um, – that there is like uh, like baseball, kind of kind of enjoying it. It is funny that the Reds once they started playing well and people were talking about them. I think they lost. I think they got swept by the Brewers after finally <laughs> getting within three games of the lead of the NL Central. But the pitch clock, like I just everything about baseball. I'm I'm getting more into it. Um, it's a little bit faster than normal, and uh, it certainly helps having a Kentucky baseball team that's so exciting, so much fun to 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 see them get a big win over a rival who's just the TJ have you ever heard this before Indiana fans are whining what what a shock what a shock at some point like you got to have an IU media member come out and be like we need to stop sounding like such babies we it is such a bad look somebody in IU land needs to be the man or the woman and come out and just say like hey you all stop like for once let's let kentucky do things that they want to do without us sounding like total and complete babies about it um yeah no the, i'm i was i was very happy to see as many media members but more importantly fans support this baseball program and watch and i i got the same sense roush like a lot of 
I had family and I had friends that I know hadn't probably watched a single inning of UK baseball before this weekend. And they were texting me or our group message was going off about it. And it was like, yes, good. Like, this is what we've wanted. This is what we have, speaking of whining and complaining, that's what we had whined and complained about is, is we want moments like this. You build this brand new baseball stadium, not to stink, to have moments like last night, to have it packed, to, uh, to, to get people out there, to get UK fans something to do after the basketball season, then more than something to do, be competitive. If you can be competitive in the SEC, it means you're going to be competitive nationally. And, and, and we saw that we've seen that this season. Um, so awesome moment for UK baseball. I'm glad so many people are, are jumping in. To, to bring it, we're going to obviously talk about the game, but you, you have so many people just raising their hand and being like, well, I, I was wrong. I was wrong about Nick Mingione. And we've done that already on this show, and we fall in line with that category. I will at least add this. like The reason we were so disappointed the last few years is because it wasn't this season. It wasn't like this weekend. We, and we were what, yearning for this. That's we what we wanted. Something to cheer for. <laughs> so when we didn't have that, let alone as you're barely trying to scrape to make the SEC tournament, we we wanted more than that. We wanted moments like you had at Kentucky Proud Park yesterday. And I, where I'm, was totally wrong is I didn't think Nick Mingione was going to be the guy to deliver that. And now he's the only coach to ever deliver that. He's the only UK baseball coach to ever go to a super regional since they've switched over to this format. And obviously, he he has bought himself uh, more more years as the head coach and. Mitch Barnhart appears to have been proven correct to keep him around. And yeah, what we wanted, what we wanted and what we were complaining about for a few seasons was what we had delivered up to us this weekend and all season. This team has been fun. They had a tough stretch in the SEC as they were playing like four or five top 15 teams and back to back to back to back to back to back series. Uh, but they still even. I, I, did they get swept? I maybe got swept once in that in that frame. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe Vandy could be maybe wrong about there, that. There was like a t- tough two week stretch. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, this they, team's they, just been enjoyable to watch all season. They've got that dog in them, Roush, as the kids would say. And now they find themselves again in the super regional under Nick Mingione, and just hats off to all of them. And they. They totally deserve that moment after the game where everybody's just going crazy. They bring out the microphone, and Kentucky baseball needed this so badly. And once again, we, we, we see kind of where the bar is for this baseball program. Now that you have to host every single year, but it, it we've got a taste. Well, we, we're going to want more of it. Part of it was – the expect the bar was raised when in his first season, Mingione wins a regional, right? They host, they go to the super regional for falling to Louisville. But you you they invested in that facility and you they they built it for to to host that many people, right? To have six thousand seven hundred Kentucky fans packing the stands, going crazy to watch the Batcats. And for three years that thing has just been empty. And you know, it's it's kind of a chicken or the egg sort of situation. Like, you know, 
how do you get people out there if you don't win? And it's hard to win if you don't get people out there. But now that it's happened, um, like the, you can feel that mo- momentum within the program and you just don't want it to slip away. Um, so let's let's grasp it, hold on to this forever, enjoy this moment because it was a wonderful moment last night. Uh, a great win for the Batcats um, to fi- fight their way back. Um, going down on the losers bracket because TJ, like you said, they they pretty much owned Indiana all year long, except they gave up an untimely home run in what was that the seventh inning the other night. Yeah, and even then, I thought I, that's what I said yesterday. I thought that one home run was was fair, you know, and it was just you know two or three feet foul. And oh, it was. Fair. I had to go ahead in the ninth inning. I. Let's talk about the game. We just kind of wanted to do an overall, just like, that was fun. That was sweet. It was so good to see everybody having, enjoying it as much as as, as we should. And, uh, again, if you've been following along all season, you know that this team is was capable of beating good teams and winning important games. Um, or if you just followed in and, and tuned in this weekend, who you know, who, who really cares? Uh, you got to experience some – exciting UK athletic moments, which I think this fan base really, really, really needed. And uh, we would have never thought it would have been UK baseball, the one to provide it during this past calendar year, but they're at least this past athletic year, I should say, but they were the ones and a really special moment for UK athletics and the history of UK baseball last night. We're going to talk about the game though, and what went right, what didn't go right. Some of the post-game antics, some of the in-game antics, uh, we'll get into it. We'll obviously have to get Hoosier Dingus's thoughts on the Hoosiers, of course. Uh, we, we're going to have a fun Kentucky. Oh, I've got you want to hear from you on the Thor? I've got some thoughts on the Cats, too, for what it's worth. Pet Cats. I bet you do. Uh, we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, and we want to see you inside a Thornton's. When we got back late last night, we we were like, oh, no, we're not sure if our milk at home is still good. Uh, there's a gas station that's right by our house that isn't a Thornton's. They didn't have milk. They're out of milk. And you know who did? Thornton's. They had like a million different varieties. Thornton's is always, they've got it all. And they're always stocked. And they just, it's an impressive place. And I just, I feel kind of like a dingus even trying the other place. I should have known that they weren't, they weren't going. I, I should have known. And they they were empty. Their whole like shelves were just kind of embarrassing. Thornton's they have it all: breakfast sandwiches, coffee, soft drinks, thirty two ounces for eighty nine cents. Fresh fruit each and every day. Uh, if you're worried if a gas station may or may not have it, you won't be worried at a Thornton's. I, I'm a big fan of the Lennytown Thornton's too, just because of the giant clock that's right there. That yeah, I know it's technically Linden's clock, but we're just gonna say that's the Thornton's clock. It's you're on Thornton's time. Uh, we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Oh. 
Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 on FM in Louisville and surrounding areas, and then on the AM side of things, 1450. So if it ever gets a little staticky or you just want to see what it sounds like on the other other side, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, and you can get Kentucky Roll Call Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just Google us, and uh, it should pop up. Live other streaming options, data, hassle-free, phone numbers, all that fun stuff. So plenty of ways to listen to KRC here on the Big X. Scooch, what do you have for us? Uh, Sorry, just hadn't muted yet. My bad. Oh, good. I, I've been hey, I've muted. been used to doing shows with Roush the two, last two days, and I haven't been muting because Roush does Roush doesn't have the issues that you have when I'm unmuted. So my bad. I gotta get yeah, gotta I, gotta I get back in the swing of things. Yeah. And we you know we were just chopping it up. You know that's right. Talking like a bunch of fellas and Scoots, just go ahead and stay unmuted because explain yourself, you coward, you loser. Gosh, Scoots, take out your suck it and suck it. You loser, hooser. What did what did I do? What did I do here? You lost. You lost. I didn't lose. My team lost, which I, if you remember back to Friday's show, correctly predicted that they were going to lose. So I, I wasn't surprised by the outcome of last night. I'm not a part of the team, so I shouldn't get any suckets, which I've got you know, a ton of suckets coming on the text line. So thanks for adding one more, Roush. Pe- people just want to hear your tears. So, Scoots, just go ahead and give them a few. No, I mean I'm. That's the thing about this is I'm not really all that tore up about it because it's it's a young it's a young team was not expected to do anything much like Kentucky to be honest with you not expected to do anything, but they ended up having a great run in the postseason so it made it a lot of fun. I was just grateful. I think I told you this, Roush, yesterday. I just wanted a close, good game last night, and that's what we got. So I was really excited that that's the way it played out. Made for an entertaining night of baseball, which you don't always get. Yeah, you didn't lose by 10 to UK. Yeah. That's that's uh, yeah, great. That, that's good. Yeah. Cuz half, <laughs> half the time you played them this season you lost by 10. Absolutely, uh, but, yeah. But, but but not last evening. No, that, that was pretty funny. Uh UK forces all these teams to stay in these crappy dorm rooms and then they're playing and uh UK just uh, the most generous host they can do they say, "Hey, you know what? We'll go to the losers bracket. It's the least we can do." Uh, and then they get to eliminate some border state rivals, West Virginia, get packing, you losers, and then Indiana. And in the meantime, in the middle of it, IU, after losing the the regional championship game one, the game that they just needed to win and they're through, Kentucky needed two of them, then IU whines and complains and tries to start stuff in the handshake line and then they go back in the press conference and whine and cry some more. And they come out the next day and, well, they lose because that's what IU Athletics usually does. And what do they do? They whine. They complain afterwards. You get more scheduling, whining from IU fans. It's just where is the bottom for crying for IU Athletics, Scoots? What, uh, so you all touched on that earlier. What, what is everybody complaining about? I don't. I didn't see Indiana, any. It, I didn't say anything. Indiana is no never playing Kentucky again. Unless oh, I did see that. Yeah, unless there's going to be a return trip, which we're, we've kind of gotten. When it comes to baseball, we've kind of gotten into the whole basketball thing. Doesn't it feel like that? The thing is, is I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't there has keep to- up with scheduling talks with with baseball as much. 
Um, but it said that they canceled the series last year. It's no longer a series. They canceled it. It's done. And now it's the last time we're going to play. And it's like, well, you played, you played earlier this year at Kentucky Proud Park, right? Yeah. Didn't so you? apparently, there's just been no give. Like it. it that's why I bring up the whole basketball thing because neither side is willing to give. Like Kentucky wants a game at Kentucky, but they don't want to come to Indiana. And it's like, why don't you just play a game at Indiana and a game at Kentucky? I don't, I don't understand what the big deal is. Why are we making this bigger deal than it is? They played it in Bloomington in 2022. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't really know what the whining is about. It's, it's just, it wasn't like, a series. Here's what it was IU just, a just doesn't game. understand. Like sometimes series just end. Like sometimes they just, they just end. And it doesn't need to be this big to do. Like I, you should worry about their schedule. Kentucky will worry about its schedule. And if it works out where they play each other, that's awesome. If it doesn't, uh, who like nobody at UK is losing sleep of it. But uh, just like basketball, IU cannot get over it. They just can't get over it. And for your season to come to an end, and then you just whine about the scheduling principles the following. Or moments after your season ends, just a goober look from yep. Indiana Athletic. But where was that? Where's that coming from? That that was going to be my question. Who's like who's talking all this? You know, because I didn't see anything about it from a fan perspective. At the end of the day, and when it comes to baseball, I don't think anybody really cares. Not saying they yeah, don't that, care about sorry, Indiana you, baseball, you, but I don't think they care about whether this game's played or not. Yeah, but like Scooch, respectfully, you always say like I don't see I don't see this stuff. Where is it coming from? Or I don't think you look for any of it. I mean, I don't no go. Offense. I don't. I don't do like deep dives into it. No. No, but I don't think like I mean, you you just said that you hadn't heard about this, and then you went, oh yeah, actually, I did see. Well, that. yeah. So, so I think I, you're just not really like you're you're not really keeping up with it. No, but I it's just out there. I actually just saw it pop up on my Twitter this morning, but I didn't see. I mean, I was on Twitter after the game last night. I'm not seeing any of this from a fan perspective, and I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter that are, are Indiana you, people. Yeah, well, try reading some replies from some of the tweets. That's see, that's what I don't do is I don't go. I, I do read the replies to tweets, but I don't go to like <laughs> message boards. And I feel like that's where you all see a lot of your stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, it's out there, buddy. It's out there a lot. Your coach Jeff Mercer is a huge loser. And yeah, big very loser. Energy. Very, like very, gonna fight. He wants to fight in the handshake line after a loss. Yeah, no, it was the I mean, assistant just, coach that wanted to fight. Jeff Mercer oh, wasn't stopping anything, buddy. And <laughs> secondly, then IU whined that UK wouldn't shake their hands after the elimination game when it was actually IU who wouldn't come out of the dugout to shake their hands. It's just a loser athletic program. And I, I, if I'm UK, never play them again. Never play them again in any sport and let them soak in their own misery. They're a joke of an athletic program. The only thing that they're good at, I think, is swimming and soccer. They've had good runs, obviously. But besides that, Forget them. Mitch Barnhart, just do an embargo on IU Athletics. Never play him again. Ooh, it'll be like um, Cuba, how we treated them for a while. I'm, yes. I'm totally okay with that. Let's do that. Let's let's ice them out. Let's just keep letting them whine. Yeah. I, I, I've really enjoyed, like, it's it's a good indicator of when it's summer is when, like, when is IU going to complain about not playing UK in basketball? And then when you hear uh, that, it's like, oh, sweet, we've made it to summer. That's how you know that it's there. And we got to throw in the baseball stuff. That's fine as well. Uh, but I, I just, there couldn't, there can't be UK athletics events without some sort of drama. And the second that they had IU, West Virginia, UK in the same regional, 
the weekend that Lexington was probably its busiest of the entire year. You get the dorm room drama. UK just gets hit by a thousand pitches. IU gets mad because UK is not getting out of the way of their bad pitches. Uh, then they get hit, <laughs> then they get hit some more. What was it in the four in the four games they played against IU this year? I think IU hit it was something like twenty five UK batters, give or take, maybe a few. I know over the weekend through the regional, I think they got up to twenty three. Um, what was funny though was last night one of the there there was a guy that did move to get out of the way, and the announcers were like, "Whoa, did he just did he just move to get out of the way of the pitch? That's that's unusual." <laughs> and uh, after the game, too, they the the best part of it all, they're just really like, "Here, let me take this salt salt shaker and dump it on your open wound." Was Indiana's like cleaning out their dugout, right? They're too too proud to shake Kentucky's hands, do a handshake line after the game. So Mingyone grabs a mic and is addressing the crowd of 6,700 UK baseball fans, uh, and he's just these kids. They'll, they they do whatever they ask, right? They're they're the best. Um, we we don't move in the box, am I right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, suck it. <laughs> That's like that's just the stuff they were whining about was wild. Hey, if you if you are worried about UK players moving or not moving, guess where guess where you wouldn't have to worry about hitting them where you could throw a baseball. Why stick with me here? But if you throw it in the strike zone, how about that? You're probably not going to hit a batter if you just throw it into the strike zone. Uh, if you throw it where a player can get hit, UK had a game plan to just eat them and take them and it, it worked they they make it out of the regional they did give iu that game to put iu in a better spot but i think it even made it all all that much sweeter roush to be able to pound west virginia which was awesome and then be able to do the same to iu set up a fun monday night at kpp and that was a good game, Scoots. I'll give you that, as much as we're ripping on yeah, IU yeah. this morning. And, and unfortunately for you, rightfully so. Uh, you're right. You're not the coach, and you're you're not the one that's whining and complaining about this stuff. But goodness gracious. Uh, but that was a heck of a game. Shout out to Mason mm-hmm. Moore. Oh, man. There was a couple times where I was uh, – nervous wreck isn't the right word, but I, I just thought the game was about to just completely get away from him. Um uh, Williams, the 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 starter. I mean, how many times did they have to let on the leadoff hitter for Indiana? Every single inning. I mean, I I think it got all the way to the fifth or sixth before they finally got the first batter out. Um, but the worst was when I think they opened with a double. Indiana did, and then a wild pitch got him to third, and then it was a three pitch strikeout, a line out. Like it was basically six pitches later, the side was retired, and I was just like. How the hell does he keep doing this? Like, how are they able to get away with this? Um, and then on the other hand, there was a couple times where I thought UK was going to kind of bust it open, and Indiana made some great defensive plays. Um, the shortstop had one great diving catch. There was another, um, I think they had two out and one on, and they ripped it down the third baseline. I thought it was fair they call it foul and then the next pitch UK's out so there was there was definitely some tight moments before Mason Moore came in and was just a badass uh for for the lack of a better term yeah he I think kind of maybe saved the day for UK baseball because the IU pitcher what was his name uh Ty Bothwell something 
Bothwell. Yeah. Bothwell. Gosh, yeah, he's, 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 he really got into a groove there, what, like starting in the second or third, third he, inning. What are, your, what are your all's opinions on Bothwell? Like, what did you all think watching that kid? Well, I was listening on radio. Uh, that's true. Uh, okay. Roush, what but, about you? Because uh, he also pitched me. on Saturday night, I believe it was. I thought he was good, but I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not. There wasn't anything that like really jumped out to me specifically, other than I, I did think he was a little over the top with his celebration. Okay, like, yeah, I would. That, that that's exactly <laughs> I, what I was looking for because I could imagine. So I'm watching this game last night, and that moment, either the sixth or the seventh inning, when Devin Burks led off with that double, and he takes his helmet off halfway to the to, to the bag and just stands on the bag, and then he does that little hip twirl. I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hate this. But that's because he's not on my team, you know? If that guy is on my team, hell, yeah, I love that. Let's, let's get it. So I was thinking with Bothwell it would be the same with Kentucky fans because he was like – even though yeah. he's he's an Indiana guy, that still kind of gets under my skin, the way he, like, celebrated after strikeouts. Like, it's a strikeout, dude. Calm down. But he, well, he was over the top, so I'm glad you said that. So, and, and for me, it's like I don't want to be the old man telling him to get off my lawn, Scoots, but it was it was doing the celebration when the inning wasn't over. Like, I get, like, yeah. getting a big fist pump or something to go into the dugout, right? But, like... He was doing them on like the the. It's like, all right, buddy, you got to get back on the mound now. <laughs> you got to go out there and pitch a couple more guys. But there's a lot too. Like college baseball is probably the most mental college sport outside of maybe golf and and maybe softball is in a similar mold. But like that that's part of that's part of the game is you want to try to tick off the other team or you want to try to get in their head and by being super emotional and doing antics like that if you can just make like when uk baseball gets a double and they do the hip gyrations which scoots what do you think about that do you think it's fun yeah no that's i mean that's basically what i just said if, if that guy's on my team i absolutely love that but as an indiana fan yeah, like last the, night the watching that specifically. game like do you think it's a good like do you, do you like that move is that a move that you may do after hitting like a good golf shot? That's not a move I'm personally going to do, but I also can't move like Devin Burke. So oh. and I can't, I can't remember. What did he call it in the post game? They asked him what that move was called. I just think it's more of like a hip gyration, but I don't know. I didn't he, hear what he called, he called it something. It. He called it something specific and I was laughing. I was like, that's pretty good. But then I two bat, two batters later, was it Grant Smith? He hits a double and then he gets to second and does the exact same thing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Well, They've been doing it all. They've been doing it all year. Yeah. See, and I think that's just a. Uh, I think that's because Indiana had something like that too. I saw, uh, I don't know if it was the first inning they had a double, and I was like, "This guy, well, he's going to go get bean the next time up." But I do think college baseball, like, shout out to them for not being like it, you're allowed to celebrate a little bit more in college yeah. baseball than the major league unwritten rule. It that makes was it fun. Totally. That was totally bogus that the IU guy was not only thrown out of the game on Saturday, but suspended another game for having a prop during a celebration. I'm not sure if you all touched on that yesterday in hour number two or not, but that that was ridiculous. NCAA's got to change that. They let these teams just be as like overly emotional and over the top they want to, but like you have a prop, and I get it. I mean, they got rules, and he broke them, so... But to suspend somebody in NCAA tournament game because of a prop, that's so dumb. The the part of it that um, we sh- that I regret not mentioning is that because I was I was watching the game either on mute or it was quiet and a group of friends, and I was very confused 
because after the guy, like after the the home run happens, they I, 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 it was kind of lost in the kerfuffle. But then there's a a big fellow working for UK got a tight polo on, and the ump calls him out, and he's got a like jog around the ballpark to go. I I, I was like, what the hell's going on? And luck it ended up clarifying it for me on Sunday, but. The guy just went to the bullpen after he got kicked out, and the ump needed to tell a UK official he can't go to the bullpen. He's got to be completely away from it. He's got to be all the way out of here. Um, so they just made this guy run all the way around the ballpark on a 90-degree day and just with all the cameras on him. It was, a, it was a tough look, tough look for that guy. I felt for him. Yeah, I was listening on the radio when they were doing that, and the 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 radio crew was like, well, I'm pretty sure by the rule, like if you're ejected, you've got to leave. And then they were like, oh, well, it looks like they're just going to make him go to the bullpen. And they were like, that's probably the right thing. Where where he's going to have to go sit on the bus by himself or go back to the dorm room by himself. Who cares? He's going to be harmless out there in the bullpen. And they were like, oh, well, wait, no, he, he's not going to be able to go to the bullpen. There was a lot of confusion going on of where the, the thrown out player, I think it was IU second baseman, where he was going to be able to to watch the game, but yeah, that was a silly rule. But when when the, UK the, was do or go ahead, I, I was just to say the funny part about that rule though, TJ, is like you can have props, you just can't bring it out of the dugout. So like he just got too excited and brought it out of the dugout, forgot that it had to stay in the dugout. Yeah, which is even funnier about it all. And I think Mingyon pointed it out, and that's part of the animosity between these two programs. And it's so dumb. Like they should be talking trash. They, they should be treating this more like wrestling instead of being like, we're not going to play him. They're like, yeah, we'll see you in Bloomington next year. Like you're, you're taking the Mercer's taking the exact wrong. You should be going the other direction is what I'm saying. Kentucky doesn't want to come to I Bloomington. Did, I did. Oh, I did. I did. Well, I mean, they've gone to Bloomington in the past. That seemed like it's that's probably going to be a he said, he said, she said sort of Just deal. Just like basketball. Stir the pot. Get people excited about it. Like, steer into the skid. You're college baseball. You're not college football where people are going to – thousands are going to show up no matter what. Scoots, this do you is think, fun. This rivalry is fun. Do you think IU baseball fans hurl more or fewer racial slurs at the opposing team's players than IU basketball fans do? More I, or less? I would say, more. I would say less. Less okay, yeah, <laughs> probably a little less. Uh, no, uh, the, the we're not we're not talking UKIU basketball. I don't think is it the official start of summer. I guess actually, you know, I guess we could. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we baseball, still got baseball going on. Summer's good. not here yet. When UK was doing like the throwing the player in the air after taking that lead in the sixth inning, Roush, I was like, oh no, that that was like a that was a huge celebration for still a lot of baseball to be played. And uh, UK, unfortunately, wasn't able to add any further insurance runs there. But luckily, luckily you got Mason Moore. Luckily, you had Mason Moore. Who, Which, he, well, his cool. stat line, let me, let me rattle this off for you. <laughs> Ten innings pitched in two games, four hits, two earned runs, 2-0 record. He had five perfect innings the other night. It's crazy. Crazy. Really, really impressive. And UK needed all of it in very tense situations. I think IU was able to have, what, in the seventh inning, they had the go-ahead run at the plate. 
And then in the ninth inning, they got the tying run at the plate. So it, it, there's some tense moments, but UK baseball, and I think in a large part with help of the crowd, able to close it out, mm-hmm. win the regional. And next is LSU down in Baton Rouge for the Super Dupers. Devin Burks was your most outstanding player of the regional. 462 from the plate this weekend over five games. Yeesh. Two doubles, two home runs, seven RBI. And he scored the the go-ahead run after hitting that double to, to get the six-inning rolling. So uh, the catcher, he's really enduring. Uh, Kentucky fans fell in love with him this weekend. I was shocked to see that he's six foot three. That sounds painful to be a six foot three catcher. I always envision catchers as like five foot ten at the most. But nope, he's a big fella getting down there uh, behind the plate. Great weekend for UK. The crowds were amazing. I wish I could have I could have been able to check out a game, but um, pretty much everybody else did. It seemed like some records set at KPP. And UK baseball really, really, really needed this weekend just for the future of the program. And congrats to Nick Mingione and the entire team. And Cats already went down to Baton Rouge once this season and lost the series, but was able to get one game. They'll get to wipe the slate clean here and get another three-game series, hopefully, against LSU. It's best of three. So if UK could – do we have the, the dates for those yet? Uh, I think I have Friday, right? Those. No. It's either Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have, what, so the Super Regionals down to 16 teams in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, it starts on Friday or Saturday, I believe. Yeah, some of them start Friday, and they go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Some of them start Saturday, and they go Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So they're I not think all- it'll. I have a feeling it'll be Saturday because LSU started. like They, they were playing on Monday, yes. and it wasn't even their Game 7. So I agree. I, I think also – It'll be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Although I wonder if they'll worry if they'll like look into weather because they had so many regionals delayed by weather this past weekend, and almost all of them, unsurprisingly, were in the South. Lexington was one of the few that got lucky there, but Baton Rouge had a ton of weather delays throughout their regional. So I wonder if that will be a factor there. I also thought it'd be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just because they'd give these teams a little extra time since they both were playing on Monday of this past week. But We'll let you know when we find out. It may already be out there. I just haven't seen it this morning if it was. But uh, that was a lot of fun. We'll talk more baseball in hour number two. We'll definitely get to the Thornton's text line. We'll talk basketball because it's just never ending with UK basketball. and who. Oh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the potential two new additions. Yeah, we'll get to all of it. Keep texting in. KRC returns after this. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 
I know it was hot in Kentucky when I left. It was especially hot in Houston. I was happy I had my Shady Rays. Sunny pretty much every day again until 20 minutes before we flew out and just terrible, terrible thunderstorms rolled through. But I was happy to have Shady Rays all weekend at the pool, at the putt-stroke, pop-stroke, forgot what it was called, Uh, everything we did. Had my Shady Rays on hand, got compliments on them. And if I had lost them or they were broken, I could get a replacement pair. You pay a small processing fee. Shady Rays will send your order right back to you. Go to ShadyRays.com. You've got to check out the website to see what I'm talking about. They have sunglasses for every occasion, and you can save 25% when you use Big X at checkout. It is summer. Don't get lost in the sun. Have your Shady Rays sunglasses for some fun. Big X, promo code, 25% off. Also, we have... Some new. Oh, yeah. We do. We do. Which I, I'm uh, excited about. I'm very excited. I hope, folks, you got your calendars ready to mark because uh, we're we're hitting the road. We're taking our talents to Park Mammoth two weeks from tomorrow, June 21st, Wednesday morning. We'll be doing the show at Park Mammoth in Park City. Beautiful golf course. One of the nicest new golf courses in the Commonwealth, in the region. Anywhere, we're going to do the show. We're going to try it out. We'd like for you all to come out. Hang out with us. We get a tea time afterwards. Play around the golf. It should be wonderful. Um, we're really excited. Really excited. And uh, if you've got a big X Sports Radio golf card, you can just go ahead and punch away. It's one of the many wonderful courses on the golf card. And um, at the end of the day, it's going to be about 25 bucks around um, at all of your places. Like, uh, what have you... Uh, old Capitol, yeah, Christmas Lake, Santa um, Claus, Indiana. That's the one I've always been forgetting. How do you forget the Christmas course? Come on, Roush. Get it together. Yeah, a lot of great courses on the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Perfect for Father's Day. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com to learn more. And Park Mammoth, they're also doing a 4th of July scramble. Uh, it's probably getting close to being full at this point, I would guess, just because mm-hmm. – um, it's it's a pretty popular course, and that's a pretty popular day to to play golf. But that's again America's birthday, nine a.m. Four person scramble. Call two seven zero five four four seven two zero zero. And if you're going to go see us out of Park Mammoth again on June twenty first, you, you may want to get your tea time in advance just to just to be safe. We probably need to get our tea time in advance just to be safe. But we'll be doing the radio show out there. Senator Rand Paul was complimenting Park Mammoth yesterday, talking about how nice of a course it is. So, oh, nice! Uh, it, it it is. It's got so the it, senator's stamp of approval. We're we're excited to give it our stamp of mm-hmm. approval, and um, let's just hope Scoots isn't on the injured reserve, like he isn't too hungover and can't can't handle it. Oh, I'm gonna be good. Promise. No IR for me. It's gonna be a fun day. It's gonna be a fun day, and we hope some KRC listeners can can join us out there and, and say a howdy-do to the KRC boys. We've got a whole other hour. We've got a lot of text to get to. Roush, you wanted some thoughts of mine on basketball? I do, because um, it sounds like Joey Hart and Jordan Burks are uh, on their way to becoming Wildcats soon enough. And uh, when, where, uh, Burks is tomorrow at noon. Not sure about Hart, but... Uh, I know we've done this whole song and dance many a times when it comes to transfer portal season. Um, with like, oh, looks like they're going to get him. At one point in time, I actually, 
mistakenly had thought Keyshawn Johnson had already committed. So um, we could be, I don't, I don't want to be putting the cart in front of the horse, but um, if they do end up becoming Wildcats, what, what you think? What you think, TJ? I, I, I like it. I'm totally cool with it because they are, as far as I know, human bodies that can play basketball. So I'll yeah. take it. No, in all seriousness, these those are the type of players you need. I, I think it may be a little bit better if they were, if one at least one of them were like a veteran. But it, it, as we've mentioned so many times, broken record by this point, it's a tough it's a tough sell to tell somebody like, hey, we know that you've only got one or maybe a couple years left of college basketball. Come here and and be a role player for us. That sound good? You want to play second fiddle to a bunch of these young guys? It's going to be tough. So if they've got to go a different route and get some freshmen to be those extra bodies, they're getting they're getting people that are interesting pieces. But don't look at these additions as like these are going to be your stars. The freshmen are going to be your stars. The players that are going to be in the NBA draft conversation this time next year, those are going to be your stars. Bringing in these freshmen that have really, really high ceilings, that's great. Again, either they maybe they they scratch into that potential earlier than expected, and boom, you've got impact players right then and there. Or they don't. And do they come back for a sophomore year? Because there, if you thought this year was a mass exodus, next year's looking to be even worse. You're going to need some players that may stick around. So if some of these freshmen do, obviously I think everybody assumes Wagner, Dillingham, Bradshaw, Edwards, they'll be long gone. But if some of these other freshmen stick around, then you could find yourself in a pretty solid spot going into to the following season. you got to imagine at least one of them will transfer because that's just the way that it goes. But – I like the addition. It, it seems low risk. I did see what, and I'm not, I, I think it was Travis Graff, but I could be wrong about this. I think one basketball recruiting guy said the biggest issue with Burks is how he's going to take to coaching. That can, that a statement like that can come off yeah. as a red flag a little bit. And I know the OTE isn't probably, doesn't have the best coaches in the history of, or in the history of basketball just in general, but he did average 27 points in that league. Like, so he was doing something right. And so that, that may be one thing to monitor. Anytime you hear a comment like that, it's just like, oh, hmm, okay. I may, I'll keep an eye on that. But I like the additions. I still, Arthur, Arthur Kruluma, you want to come to the UK? Doesn't sound like it. Still want one more, one more like player that is going to compete for a starting spot and is a veteran, ideally. But, Cats are running out of names. David Jones, the St. John's guy that UK was sniffing around with, he committed to Memphis. Antonio Reeves is still up in the air. I still, you just, what happens if Uganda Kingsley gets hurt? What happens if Bradshaw gets hurt? You're going to be in trouble if you don't get another body. I'm guessing that they will, but if it's not Arthur Kaluma, who, who, who will it be? That San Diego State guy, Grant Nelson, he's taken visits, and you haven't heard UK mentioned with him. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where UK is going to go. But these freshman additions that they're going to add, the the UCF commit, and then Burks was an old Miss commit. 
Correct. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Bring them in the program. I mean, That's great. You got to be able to practice, and these guys at least seem to have some sort of potential. See, so. That that's really like I only like them because I just don't like. But that doesn't mean I like them because they're bodies and they're players. But I don't like them as players. If that makes any sense, like I don't think I I don't know if either of them are ever going to do anything at Kentucky. That's like oh my! I just I, I have the lowest of expectations, and uh, just I it's I just I just don't think they're good. Can I say that? Is that is that mean? I just don't. I just don't think they're good enough to be at Kentucky. Yeah, but and maybe you're right from a freshman standpoint. But they can. I mean, a dude who averaged 27 points a game playing against other pros that can turn into something. Maybe not year one, but like you got to be talented to score 27 points per game, really at any level um, of basketball. I, I, I don't. I don't think I, I take it as far as you do, but I'm not expecting a lot of these guys from a freshman stand, like from their freshman year standpoint. The other freshmen are who I'm expecting more from. But could these guys grow into nice college basketball players at UK? They could. UK will have to keep them and make sure they don't transfer. But yeah, I'm 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 cool with this. I mean, like I know when you hear like Ole Miss has good basketball players from time to time. It, not always as freshmen, but they can grow into nice players. Central Florida, the same way. So these guys, if they do end up at Kentucky, and it does sound like they will, from a freshman standpoint, I wouldn't expect the world. I think you're playing with house money if you get anything from either one of them. But it could be nice pieces for for down the road. That would be that would be ideal. Um, there's not a great track record of throughout the John Calipari era of turning these lower ranked guys into contributors down the road unless they're in-state talents is even eh, a lower like charles guy. matthews yeah. was what like oh, he, he was, was like five, 75th he, he was a five-star at one point and then he got hurt and dropped a little bit but like i i charles matthews i'd almost put an asterisk because he was really really highly ranked um at one point but, but yeah I, like there's just not that many guys that they've even taken that are ranked this low so like I don't I I, yeah, well, I don't really know what to talk expect. about that. That's a good that's a really good point. Um, now this low, you're probably onto something. But like remember they plucked Shea Gilgis Alexander from Florida when people didn't really know much about him. Now again, I think he ended up with a pretty solid ranking. Um, He's top one hundred. I don't yeah. I don't I can't recall a non top one hundred guy outside of maybe like Derek Willis. Or like Dominique Hawkins, uh, but and, and hell, said, I think Willis might have even been top one hundred. You know, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, he definitely was. Uh, I mean, again, like you see so many different ranking updates. I don't, I don't remember exactly where all these guys finished in the rankings. Right, um, right. But jo Johnny Jazang, like you know, some people thought that was a little bit of a reach. He obviously turned into a really, really good college basketball player in time. Jamal Baker, people were a little. You know, they scratched their head when UK brought him in. Again, UK didn't get a lot of stuff out of these guys that we're mentioning, but they eventually did turn into nice players. So, Roush, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think you're probably actually more right. I just think if I, I think these are just good program pieces to add. One well, probably going to be ha like you know they were just thinking like I'm playing at Ole Miss, I'm playing at Central Florida, and now I'm going to be at the University of Kentucky. So hopefully they're going to be hungry to prove themselves. And hopefully they're going to enjoy their experience. And then hopefully they're going to be people that hang around for a little bit.
the um, the biggest thing with Burks is, um, from my understanding, and this isn't um, how, how do I how do I put this nicely? Um, hmm. What I I I hope DJ Wagner is sets the tone in the locker room as the dog, and everybody kind of come falls in line. That's that's basically basically I I I I just think all of this is going to come down to can DJ Wagner keep all of the personalities in line because I've heard that Burks might have one um, if that's uh, and and that's not like just your whatever you had from Travis Graff there um, that there's a little you know might be some stuff there so DJ I, pretty much this entire year in all of Cal's Kentucky basketball coaching career I feel like it's falling on his shoulders. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm fine to ride with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, there, uh, there's obviously got to probably be something to all that now that you're saying that. And again, I think it was Travis Graft who had mentioned it. And there's also probably a reason why a dude who averaged 27 points in the OTE was slated to go to Ole Miss as well. You know, like yeah. there, there probably is something there. Oh, well, if you're going to roll the dice with it, make it work. That is one thing I, I defaulted back to Roush over the weekend, just not having an outlet to talk sports. So just inside my own brain, this and like I, we all, I, I I really want Reeves back. Hope hope UK can find a way to make that work. I'd like one more power forward or a five to join the fold. But even with or without those pieces, it's all going to come down to your freshman that you're relying on, DJ Wagner. Dillingham, Edwards, and Bradshaw. And the thing is, if two of those guys can be like a classic Calipari freshman, like the ones that are in conversation for number one or top five, top ten picks, you're probably going to be all right regardless of what you really do add. Like if you do get Arthur Kaluma or if Antonio Reeves comes back. If Aaron Bradshaw is in the conversation to be the number one pick, you're probably going to be fine without those guys. If 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 Justin Edwards is as good as he, if he can have a Brandon Miller like freshman season, you're you're going to be fine. You're going to be a really really good team when it's all said and done. Now the other side of that coin is if these freshmen aren't ready, or if college basketball really is too old and too experienced, and these guys, while really talented, it's just you know they're clearly missing some pieces. It's going to be it. it there's a train wreck scenario for this upcoming basketball season that really shouldn't, I think, have been there if Calipari just kind of completed this roster the way that we all wanted him to. But it's all it, it just all comes down, and this is a no-doy comment, but it all comes down to these freshmen. It, they have to be the real deal. If they're the real deal, I don't like I think we're kind of splitting hairs over who's added and who's not added. UK has its talented pieces. We just maybe want a little bit more stability and certainty by getting Reeves back and adding another player. But it's all. But even if you do do that and these freshmen aren't ready, it's not going to matter. It's just not. Well, okay, <laughs> Reeves yeah, and Kaluma yeah. help you become like a seven seed? Cool. I mean, that's not what we're looking for. And, I, you know, I don't think really even UK fans, large part, care so much about seeding. Seeding is an indictment on what kind of regular season you had, and we need a fun, like, happy regular season where you're just pounding teams. But we all do know it all comes down to March. If these freshmen are with it, it's probably going to be a fun year. If they're not with it, it's probably going to be a disaster, and it doesn't really matter what the other pieces do. That being said, I really want Reeves back. I really do want them to add another piece. But 
if Bradshaw's the man, if he's supposed to be the player that we think he is, that's not not many teams in college basketball are going to have the talent level UK has. Is it just is it real or is it not? And you hear everybody talk about like, well, it's really this is a bad high school class. You've heard, you hear pretty much every expert say that. I th- I think that's a little bogus. These are people that are watching a lot more of these players than I am, and I'm self-aware enough to like, okay, so you got to take that into consideration. But you have no clue. I, when I was covering recruiting, you'd hear that about a class, and the freshman would end up being good. Other times you'd hear about a dominant freshman class, and it would end up not being as great. You never know. And I, I think it's more important to see what the NBA guys think of these guys. Like, do they think that Justin Edwards is a top-five pick? Is Aaron Bradshaw? Where is Dillingham slated to go in the NBA? Because if you've got NBA players on your college team, you should be pretty good. You should be pretty good. It doesn't always translate that way. You can still have some goofs and you can have some mistakes, but you, you, you should be better than most of the teams you're lining up against and tipping the ball off against at the start of the game. And I think Kentucky's going to have that. I think they're going to have more talent. It, Are they it was just all... It was just always in our minds that the formula, if you're going to bring in a bunch of freshmen, is to also is to have the other guys, the the role players, some of them be old guys, and just doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore. So I understand why there's a little anxiety, but uh, first and foremost, they just they just need people to get to campus as quickly as possible because they're playing games in a month. People forget that. People do forget that. Yeah. Be here before you know it. Yeah, I. Uh, it- and, I, and, you know, when I was, like, thinking about this stuff, I, I got excited about it because it's – you're building in 2023, you're building a team around freshmen. Again, regardless of what pieces could or couldn't have came back, when this class was signed, you didn't sign this class because they thought they were going to be behind a three- or four-year guy who wasn't cut out for the NBA but is a really nice player in college basketball. When you sign these guys, they signed under the idea that like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, pl- I'm gonna be starting, and if I'm not starting, I'm gonna be getting a ton of minutes as the first guy off the bench. You didn't land Dillingham because he thought he was gonna sit. You didn't land Wagner because you thought he was gonna sit. Same with Edwards and same with Bradshaw. So, Cal's betting on himself here, and I know there's a lot of listeners right now that are thinking, ooh, with the way that he's been going lately, probably a bad bet. Maybe, maybe. But I think it'll it'll give us some closure if it is if it doesn't work out. Like I think that's just got to be it at that point. And if it does work out, it'll be quite satisfactory, I would imagine, for John Calipari to be able to win with his old classic formula and not only shut up the haters outside of Kentucky, but shut up some of the fans that have lost belief in him. And he's betting on himself with freshmen in a notoriously bad class. And I'm using air quotes around that, but you guys can't see that because that's how not how radio works. He's betting on himself, Roush. And either it's going to probably work out and it'll be a lot of fun because it'll be a style of play that'll be great. You'll have weapons one through five, most likely. You'll have shot blockers. You should be able to get up and down the floor really great. It'll be Alley Oop City USA, which is just something you didn't have with Oscar Shibway. Or... It'll be a complete disaster, and Rome will continue to burn. Either one, though. It's one of the two. One of the two. One of the two. Uh, And I can't wait to see how it all shakes out. I really can't. And I think we'll get a little bit of a taste of it in July 
when they do go to Kanata. And hopefully it looks good. Because I think if they can go out there and like look sharp and have fun, I think you can just have kind of the fan base exhale a little bit. You could also do that by just adding a few more bodies. Sounds like they're going to do that with some freshmen. Are you going to be able to do it with any transfers? That remains to be seen. But Cal's betting on himself with these freshmen, and it'll either work out and he'll be able to, to smile big, or it'll be time for UK basketball to go in a different direction. It's going to be exciting. Um, I know we need to get to a break when we come back. I got some football recruiting news need to share. But first, just because it's a little hot outside doesn't mean it's too hot for Salsaritas. They've got two locations in town. Conveniently located, Shelbyville Road in Middletown. That one's got a drive-thru. They're also one right in the heart of St. Matthews. Download the app before you go. Get some of that cool guacamole. Some of that spicy salsa, the wildly addictive chips. It's Taco Tuesday. Celebrate in style with Salsaritas. TJ Walker, Nick Ross, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back here for a little more Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Ain't no need to worry. No matter what, we love the game. That's the way baseball goes. I'd really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. I think there's really only three names. Dr. Albert Schweitzer, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, probably, and Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Appreciate you listening on your Taco Tuesday, as Ralph mentioned, head on up to the Salsaritas. Delicious. But not as delicious as Nick Roush's football recruiting updates. Eh, equally oh. delicious. Maybe not as spicy, because these are spicy. Uh, very, no, very spicy. Scoot, you may want to tune out. We know how you feel about spicy. Yeah, I'm out of here. Um. <laughs> uh, pretty big news that came up yesterday. Yesterday, official visit season officially got underway at the University of Kentucky. Um, pretty impressive, pretty impressive. There were, um, Terry on Nichols is the first big one, um, that's uncommitted from Withrow high school in Cincinnati, talented four-star cornerback that UK got on early. Um, the, the one that was a surprise yesterday, um, Sam Williams Dixon, he was a, he visited multiple times last year. He was on campus in January, but he's from Columbus. He committed to Ohio State in April. Um, and then, surprise, he's taking an official visit to Kentucky. Don't think the Ohio State staff knew that that was happening. Don't think they're going to be too happy about it. Um, but I also can't blame him because they already have two other running backs in their 2024 recruiting class. So there's a chance Kentucky could cook up a flip to get the ball rolling this summer. Um, in addition to uh, in addition to all of that, um, there was another big fella who told KSR yesterday that he is going to be in Lexington this weekend. Jonathan Daniels, the number one offensive tackle in America, according to Owen Three, we've got him ranked as the number eleven overall player top 100 unanimous recruit in the country he's going to be visiting and i just love that this news comes as like 
you hear about other offensive tackles who said they were going to officially visit. And now they're no longer going to officially visit. Well, I think it's because they planned on, um, I think they planned, the players planned on it. And Kentucky was like, well, we got some better guys coming in. So we're, we're going to bring them in. Maybe you can come later on. Um, so pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Good position uh, what to Kentucky's be in. got cooking up this weekend. Yeah. feels like they got a, a nice little plan that is um, like we're, we're hearing about the visits and then some of these it's there. We're, we're not learning about them or they're not going public until they show up on campus, which I think is the way Kentucky wants to operate. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And things have been quiet with UK recruiting for this upcoming class, but this is the time that the, that's supposed to get louder and you're supposed to hear more stuff. So it's good that that's happening. And it's people that if Nick Roush is excited about them, then you should be too. Yeah. So a lot happening. There's a football camp today too. So I, I'm not certain if there's going to be any big players there. Haven't got tipped off or anything like that, but what happening as workouts are underway, they began yesterday morning. Um, fresh, Freshmen start at 7.15, which, TJ, I always thought it'd be a little bit earlier than that, but I guess 7.15 does feel very early for, um, you know, some 18-year-olds. But, hey, we've already been up and at them for a while. No no kidding. Also, that was another thing that I, I can't imagine we have too many central time zone listeners that listen when we start. And, and, and Mountain and, and Pacific, we can just kiss those goodbye. But when I was listening, I was like, man, that is super early for a radio show to start. Here we are, finding <laughs> ourselves talking time zones again. Uh, I love time zone talk on radio. Also, love going over to the Thornton's text line, mm-hmm. 502-414-1450. You text in. We read it on there. Texters are the best. And they've got some stuff cooked up in here from the, the baseball win over at the regional. And it starts off with Brad from Bellbrook. Said, I've never watched a college baseball game in my life. Decided to turn on the Batcats last night. It was a ton of fun. Mingio can put together a good roster next year. I think I'll be heavily invested in the team. Also, shout out to the BBN for packing out KPP. Fantastic environment. Suck it, Scoots. No comment. I'm I'm just going to wait till the end because there's like a thousand of them. So I'll I'll address them all at the end. Brad... I think, again, a lot of people were in a similar boat to you that just aren't people that during the regular season are going to turn on UK baseball. I I recommend it. I really do. It's something you can just – almost all their games are televised. It's really rare if they're not. And it's just something you kind of have on in the background, keep an eye on, and it will be a lot easier to do that if they are good. So let's hope that they can keep going. And Nick Mangione is a transfer portal wizard. That's how he put this team together is with a lot of transfers. And when we talked to Derek Terry before the season started, we wondered, are they going to be good enough transfers? Because some of the places you're plucking these guys, eh, doesn't necessarily scream SEC. Well, he Nick Mangione was right. And he is a good talent evaluator. Derek Terry was really high on the staff that he put around himself and how that, how that staff could go identify talent and bring people in. With this national attention that you've gotten, even up to this point, even if you get swept by LSU, which let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope UK goes to Omaha for the first time and we can keep this baseball gravy train rolling. You're going to probably be plucking from a different pool than you were last year and the year before that. So hopefully he can keep this rolling and and keep finding guys that want to play his style of baseball. Still a few too many bunts for my liking, but he's the – 
the coach that has found himself in the Super Regional, and I'm just a goober on radio. So he's got the right recipe going, and you probably should be able to even improve on the talent after this season. So hopefully more people like Brad from Bellbrook will get in on the Batcats. And he's not alone. Yeah. Get, get the party started, the UK baseball party. Keep it going. Keep it cooking. Go down there and uh, let's let's shock Ole Miss or not Ole Miss LSU. I just worry they got a pitcher, TJ. Um, pretty sure he was SEC pitcher of the year. Like you just in a three game series, it's tough when you're kind of already kind of behind the eight ball there. Like if he, you you don't expect to beat that guy. <laughs> you know it's going to take a, mom, a monumental effort. So then you're kind of already down in a hole in a place that gets gets really rowdy for for baseball down there in Baton Rouge. The good news is is if like if you can get to this pitcher, everything else is nothing that every other pitcher LSU has is not anything you haven't seen before. I mean, correct. You've, you've seen LSU before for what it's worth, so you've even seen LSU before. But like it's very their their pitching staff outside of this dude who they'll throw on Friday or Saturday in game one, whenever game one is. If you can get to him, the bats should be alive all weekend. And one, like UK baseball is really, really good in the Lexington Regional. And I know they had to come out of the loser's bracket, but they gave up that home run that it, it was two pitches against IU there. They hit two home runs. I think one was just a, a solo shot, and then the other one was that three-run shot, and then they were able to get one more in there, but they won by two. You take away those home runs, Kentucky wins. They had they shut out Ball State. They shut out West Virginia. They put 16 on IU in one of the games. UK baseball is playing really, really, really well right now, and one of their biggest issues this year has been pitching, and it seems like they've found a little something with their pitching rotation and with their staff. Now, LSU is much better than any other team. They pay, they played this past weekend. They're the, what, number five seed overall for a reason. You're going to be able to hit off all these pitchers, except for one of them, but that is a big, that's a, that's a big deal because you're right, Roush. If, if everything kind of goes to chalk, UK probably is going to find themselves down in an 0-1 hole having to win two straight on the road in Baton Rouge to keep their season alive, even if you do like the batting pitching matchups, that's a tough spot to be in on the road. A uh, really, really tough spot to be in. I was really hoping LSU would lose, but they cruised through their their regional, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I wanted more baseball at KPP. That was a lot of fun, and I wanted to be able to go to a game. Next year. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, Suck it, Hoosiers. Yeah, big old take, big old take it and suck it, Scoots. Cats are freaking yep. super, super duper. Roush, did you go to Railbird? I did not go to Railbird. Was it Railbird or Failbird? Railbird or Failbird? Everything I've heard uh, was overall positive. So, yeah. like, aside from like the parking situation there, getting to and from being kind of annoying, but I also know so many people that were scared away from it. Basically, every person I anticipated that would be, that would typically make that trip, they they did not because they had such a nightmarish time previously at Railbird. Um, so yeah, my buddy who went said that they had they made sure they had a ride locked down, like they that was one thing, I, and I don't know exactly what that meant or what that entailed, but he was like, if you if if we hadn't had that ride 
locked down, we would have had to walk back to our hotel to downtown in, you know, 90 degree weather. So that's, that's the only complaints I've heard were traffic and getting dropped off, getting picked up, finding a place to park. I probably, if I would have gone, I would have walked downtown. I feel like that would be the most. That's a long walk after you've probably been standing and drinking for six, seven hours. Well, that's, that's the thing is you drink enough. The walk's fun. Well, you just got to have some roadies. That's the, that's the key. And that heat, I imagine it's probably pretty hard to keep a buzz. Uh, But the thing is though, is like, it was like, I was out at the football camp on Sunday and it was nice. And I was standing on the, the black rubber pellets you know like um the breeze was blowing it was it was uh you know i'm not you sweating a little bit but yeah it was it was nice out i didn't think it was too miserable at all roush hit me with this recent football news how seriously interested is this number one offensive tackle in kentucky getting him on campus for official visit is huge now i think the big thing here is you're getting his first one um you'd much rather get his last and it's it's going to be tough because you're you're fighting uh, with you know Georgia. I know that's the next official visit up, but I think Georgia just got an offensive line commitment this morning. Um, but getting him on, uh, like having that official visit secured, is significant. You're that that's half the battle. Um, so yeah, I think he has some legit interest. Um, but the the next step is is the hard part, right? Because <laughs> he's going to go elsewhere. He's going to check out some other big schools. Um, and, I, and I'm and i curious, too, what the – I saw somebody – he's from Pensacola, and uh, I want to say Stuart Amwar's got some Pensacola connections. Like, he's from the Panhandle. Um, so, so, you know, you hope he can kind of galvanize a relationship with – Zach Ginzer during that time, but yeah, it's it's still obviously a long way to go. But this is half the battle, uh, and a and a great sign moving forward that you can walk up this official visit. Another texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "All right, my sincerest apologies to Nick Mangione. I may have been a bit harsh and unkind in the past about Kentucky baseball, but this guy deserves all the credit in the world. Totally proved me wrong on turning the ship. So excited for Kentucky baseball. We're not done. Can't wait for Friday." Are the time set in stone yet? I couldn't find anything. I I checked LSU baseball Twitter. I mean, UK couldn't even confirm what channel that was going to be on until 30 minutes before the first pitch last night. So, yeah, I'm not – college baseball in general just – I feel like it doesn't have its stuff together. Well, it's probably operating with it how it can with its TV partners, but – Maybe for the NCAA tournament, you get this stuff figured out. It's and I get it. There's weather delays, and you don't know if you know you you got a if you got a bunch of if necessary games. You don't know if yep. you actually need to schedule them in advance or not. Stuff goes I, late, right? Yeah, I get it. it can be a little bit of a headache, but let's get our, our ducks in the row for for college baseball. And I know there's probably like some U of L fans listening, and it's like, oh, how cute they're getting into the postseason in college baseball. Yeah, it is cute. It is cute. Hope you're enjoying the show from home. Oh, man. Um, a texter on the Thorns text line says, also, beer being drank at KPP turned out to be a great and full of positive vibes. What a shocker, Mitch. They have a screenshot from John Wong. 
And he says, I'm on third baseline, and it's as family-friendly as an environment I've seen at a UK sporting event. No cussing, no beer spilling, no vomiting. Plenty of kids with families, everyone having a great time. Well done, UK baseball. Now just win the thing. I do think, like, now's probably not the time to push with Mitch, Mitch Barnhart. He was right about Nick Mangione, and I, I, I still would prefer maybe a change in direction at the top of the athletic program. I definitely want Nick Mangione around for another year. He's earned that, but he should be asked about that. Like, hey, how'd it go with beer at KPP this year? And he'll say, yeah, it went good, and, we, you know, we, we didn't see any major. And they'll just be like, all right, so were you – were you totally off base with your family atmosphere comments, your proximity to the field was like, are you coming around on all that being just complete and total goobity gawk? Because that's what it was. That's what it was when you said it, are you on board with it? And we need to make that announcement that we're going to have it at the Krogue this fall. Cause you need to, it's time. You certainly need to. Um, we're, we're adults here. We can handle it. Um, you'll, you'll have incidents and, like it happens because people are dumb and people do dumb things it, it's on you to make sure that the incident is taken care of in a timely appropriate and professional manner but by all accounts at baseball this year it, it, it was a, a big hit those 11 dollar beers i mean even the i mean is the student section a family-friendly environment without the the alcoholic kroger field no like that's it's how there's different parts of the stadium for different people, right? Yeah. Mingione took some deserved criticism between 17 and now, but on the other hand, he's the only coach to take UK to the Super Regionals. He's done it twice. Have to have to him him have to give him his due, I think is what the texts are saying, and credit Mitch Barnhart for sticking with him. Totally agree with that. Uh, I'm not going to feel bad for being disappointed with the past few seasons for UK baseball, but I will admit that I was wrong about Mingione being the guy to be able to figure it out. He's the only guy that has been able to figure it out. Uh, but the only crap I'm going to take pe- from is from people who said that Mingione should definitely be around, should definitely stay, and would take this team to a Super Regional. And that is nobody. Nobody thought that. Really, nobody thought that. Um, no. I-, I think more people had belief in Nick Mingione. But with this team in the pre I- – I-, I think Derek Terry – was like, yeah, you know, they, they could compete in the SEC. They should, oh, yeah. Derek admitted on Friday. Team. Like, he can't – I was letting him take a victory lap, and he was even like, yeah, I didn't even think they would have been this good. <laughs> and they surprised everybody, and that's good. That's yeah. that's fine. Like, when you're when you're in a position in media to talk or give opinions, you're, you're going to be wrong. Um, but I don't know if anybody was right in this one and uh, never been more happy to be wrong. Yeah. This has been a really, really fun season. Oh, I'm I'm happy to give uh, Nick Mingionis flowers, but I'm not apologizing for having bad takes. Like, I, I, if I had to well do said. that, I well mean, said. like, come on, it's, it's, we wouldn't it's get we wouldn't say anything else on this radio show if we had to apologize for being wrong. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> a lot of, a lot people of people people... The... Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> a lot of people making a big deal about the dorm stuff are U of L fans. Talk about rent free and obsession. The two things they always crowd about. When getting dunked on by UK fans. Yeah, I don't know if that was the case texture or not. I mean, there was a lot of loud people. West Virginia, I saw a lot of those people getting very mad about it. So, did they all end up staying in the dorms? As far as I'm concerned, they I did. Yeah. So. I thought so Confirmed. too. I, again, I, I, you know, I'd read that West Virginia was planning on staying in Louisville, but 
Um, then you got the videos and the Instagram pictures of them being in the dorms. Uh, did they? I hope they all enjoyed their stay. I hope they enjoyed their stay. I hope they had a lot of fun. And that will be a, a memory they'll take with them forever, accompanied by probably a loss to UK. John here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to hear you back, TJ. Congrats to the Batcats. Now let's go take down those Tigers. On a side note, when it comes to basketball, I want to say once again, this team will be really special. Yes, we will still add at least two players for depth, but our bread and butter for this team will be the superstar freshman. This reminds me of the early days of Cal, and during that time frame is where we have seen the most success. So put me down to saying this team will be in the NCAA championship and win number nine. We'll got to go talk to you later. It's going to come down to the freshmen. If they're the real deal, it's going to be a really fun season. If they're not, it is going to be a dumpster fire. IU got more destroyed than one of Scoot's Twitter likes. Good one. Oh, Scoot's is getting mad, you all. No, I mean, it's just, I, I knew it was coming. So I, I knew what to expect today. Well, let's like, take it easy on Scoot. I, I didn't play the pass. game. Just have like fun ribbing. I think he's actually taking this personally. There, no, I'm actually not. But there is a there is a good text at the end that wraps it all up in my favor. So looking forward to that. Scoot's least favorite thing to do. <laughs> I know you guys aren't into UFOs, but did you see the news yesterday about the intelligence official whistleblower? Highly decorated war veteran with years of top secret clearance says the U.S. has quite a few recovered spacecrafts of non-human design. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Oh, I did not see that. Had, uh, a, had a lot of downtime at the airport yesterday. Uh, that texture is exactly right. That He summed it up pretty perfectly. A whistleblower came out. And, and actually, the whistleblowing is that like the government, some of it's declassified, but they're not sharing it all the same. And then some of it still is classified that they can't talk about. But this whistleblower says that the United States has found vehicles, some intact and some that are parts that they could not have originated from earth. Like they are 1000% alien. And like USA is not the only one that does this. Like they, they're saying that a bunch of other countries have recovered and found things. And basically the, the jig is up folks. We're not alone. And we could spend two hours talking about this. We don't have enough time and we want to finish out the text line. But Texter, try to bring it up tomorrow. I did. I, I read a very long article about all of it. It's incredibly fascinating. And as always, like the, the government's not they're they're not gonna give in. They're I don't think we're gonna I don't think the beans are gonna be spilled, but this is I, I think this confirms that like it's not just kooky conspiracy theories. Well, and I had already been on the side of like, well, yeah, of course there's aliens and UFOs. But having some physical evidence is, uh, wow, wow. I think one of the yeah. things that's being speculated is like they're, they, they, they're finding things that can move through the water, too. So, like, huh. which is just kind of terrifying. That, I mean, you know how much of the ocean is uncharted and not, not discovered. Oh, right. Like, exactly. Do we just have little aliens that are just jetting from, like, continent to continent for, throughout the Pacific Ocean? Maybe. TJ, have you ever caught one of your partners in golf cheat on their score besides Scoots? Do you ever call them out, or do you just keep the vibes rolling? Good grief. Um, I definitely have. And sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, no. Sometimes, they'll be like, yeah, that was a par. And I'll just kind of do, like, the semi-sarcastic, like, finger counting where they can see. And then you'll usually get, like, the what? What? It was a par. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a bogey. Okay, I forgot about that other stroke. 
But I do really not care. Like, I really just, unless we're playing for money, in which case I may care. I don't care. I may give you a hard time about it, but like, do whatever you want. You can live your life however you want. If you want to cheat and golf, cheat and golf. If you want to pick up putts, pick up putts. I don't care. I may give you, you know, you may hear a little something about it, but it ain't serious. Nothing about golf should be really the, serious at our skill level. Right, right. The only time I've ever um, publicly scoffed at one of my friends is was at a golf scramble, and he kept wanting to take extra shots. And it's one thing if, like, <laughs> I duff a chip or something, but, like, he would he kept taking extra shots, and it's like, Dude, there's four of us. We're on the green. We're not playing your second shot that got closer. Like this is a golf scramble. We're we're having fun. Like chill out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, come on. We're not gonna win this thing. And yeah, give me a break. What's your all's favorite pop- popsicle flavor? I lean red. I lean like red flavorings with popsicles. Weirdly enough, purple for me. Purple's a good one. I do. I do as well, but I'm also like in the phase where I just get whatever the kids don't want now. Like it's just like, well, you don't want that one, so I'll take that. Um, but I, I'm kind of with you, and like the red or pink are, are probably mm-hmm. my two and, favorites. Enjoy all the yellow ones, then, Roush. If you're getting the kids' leftovers, that's true. Well, some of them they I was surprised um, they had like a a random like coconut one that I really liked that was, that was like, I'm not used to this. And this Gross. is, this is fun. This is different. It's disgusting from Paducah. Listen every day. I love listening in central time zone says another texter gets my day started. Right. Fingers crossed for UK to Omaha. Glad to have you back. TJ have a great Tuesday guys. That's from Shannon O'Bannon. So two back to back central time zone listeners. You guys are early birds. I'm, I'm, we're lucky to, to have you all listening as with all the listeners. Paducah Aaron, central. But- Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, of course it is. But. When? What is it, Raj? It's what? Probably about thirty minutes. After it's like E-town. a county over. It's yeah. like thirty I mean, minutes Mead after E Town. I mean, I think even Mead County is on. Um, if they aren't, then Breckenridge County is next to it. You don't have to travel far west no. to get to Central Time Zone, um, and you can just go down sixty-five. It's Hart County going down sixty-five. Um, and whatever the second one is over, if you're going 64 west into Indiana. So, doesn't take long. Yeah, and also Shannon O'Bannon, Omaha, right there. Batcats two wins away from her getting to see. If you came with Omaha, awesome. I would have to try to make the trip. Because when are they going to be in Omaha again? Uh, first time in, in program history. A lot on the line this weekend in Baton Rouge. Just unfortunately, it's a really tough task. Because LSU is a really, really good baseball team with one of the best pitchers in all of college baseball. To partially defer the onslaught of texts on Scoots, didn't he predict last week that Indiana would beat UK, but UK would win the regional? If so, kudos to him. That's what I'm talking about, Texter. I said that on Friday. I said Kentucky would lose one game to Indiana, but they would win the regional. So thanks thanks for the memory and bringing that back up. I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, but just, just because you correctly predicted it doesn't mean you shouldn't be sad that your team lost because they're a bunch of losers. Some are saying the losingest losers that ever lost. Yeah, That's yeah. True. Kirby, the answer with golf cheating is you don't care unless they start getting close to beating you. <laughs> if you're a golf cheater, just know that, like, one, people may be on to you, and two, it's just between you and, and your higher power. So if you're cool with that, if you're cool living your life as a golf cheater, then I'm cool with it. 
It's none of my business, unless we're playing for money, in which case it's my business, and, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, all right, one more text. Compliment for Scoots. He had the best radio voice, and I can see him one day calling IU sports games. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Dexter. That's nice. That is nice. Should make you feel good. Oh, yeah. All right, fun show. It's nice to be back. Thanks to these guys for carrying the torch the two days I was out. I'll be here the rest of the week. We'll continue to preview the Batcats Super Duper Regional. We'll get basketball news. We'll, it, it'll be a busy week. So keep on texting in, especially the podcast listeners. Enjoy your Tuesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Sports Radio. TJ Roll. Huh? Justin Daniels.